The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, November 16th. Nope. November 17th. Friday, Friday November, November 17th, 17th, 2017. Season 13, episode number 78. Welcome to another edition of The Brave. You are the host of the show. I know. Also an important day for you. Like, yes, it is an important day for me. Butcher that so Rude bad. to the good bros out there of Omega Sci-Fi. It is our founder's Wow. What's the sign? Party. That Eric? absolutely. So I can do it? No, you can't <laughs> do it. Don't Hands do down. it. It's funny it's how a very, very good day there's a big difference between. When Amber does it yeah. and I do it. It's, it's yeah. I say my data. Nick has warned me not to ever do that in front Don't of you. Do, <laughs> do it. I took a picture of Dave doing it at training camp on a Thursday night one time. And then on Friday, I showed Derek and he just like straight, just Ric Flair just punched you yeah backhanded into the chest and you're like what was that for and you're like that picture and you oh yeah Sorry. <laughs> yeah Dave was kind of like yeah i deserve that and you- i well i got a great reminder of what day it was because uh keith smith is in your illustrious fraternity yep he was posting about it all over social media today yep. i saw his picture from i assume it was his probate show when he yeah. was kind of <sighs> yeah 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 the facial expressions y'all do with it's great y'all are awesome like we it. are all right, thank you guys for joining us. We got another great show for you guys lined up. We're going to talk about Cowboys. Get you ready for Cowboys versus Eagles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys. Versus what about Eagles. just one hand? No, Look, let's not. Don't play with me today. Seriously. Hey, no, nah, this is a different. That was a different night. I was going to say I remember you picked up a guy and body slammed him on a truck, but that wasn't because of no. That, that wasn't that. We were just kind of playing around. Yeah, I body slam people all the time when I'm just having fun. Except, yeah, except for the, the funny part was is there's there was two people in the whole parking lot, and those two guys <laughs> happened to be this guy's truck, and he was, like, and we did Dennis truck too. That was I felt bad. Yeah, I felt really bad. Sorry, we'll man. Put if you're we listening. in there because I wasn't the one oh, body sorry. slamming or getting body slammed. Yeah. I was just the white observer. <laughs> Why'd you have to throw in white? Like, what that have to do with anything? Providing. Context. Context. Mm. All right, let's talk about Cowboys versus Eagles. Before we do that, though, we do need to talk about some injuries. Um, yesterday, pretty much the same guys that didn't practice on Wednesday didn't practice again yesterday, except for Des Bryant, uh, who was full yesterday. Which we said in, in, in during the show yesterday, if he's, you know, if he's gonna if he practices the next day, it really was just kind of a day for them to let him kind of heal a little bit more. Uh, but Dan Bailey, Jeff Heath, Sean Lee, T- Tyron Smith, all. Did not practice due to their injuries. Of those four, do you expect that any of them will be ready to play come Sunday? If any of them play, it'll be Tyron, and that's I I I think you can rule Dan out. I think you can rule Sean out. What was who's the third one besides um, Jeff? Jeff. He, I think you can rule Jeff out. I think Xavier Woods is going to start at safety this week. Um, and then that just leaves Tyron, which keep an eye on practice today. And even if he doesn't practice, that's, I mean, you know, Tyron Smith, like that's, that doesn't necessarily mean he won't play. I know there were reports out there yesterday that he was out and he might be, but I think that's premature. I think today is going to have a lot to do with how they feel about him. So what you're hearing is that it's not, it's not a foregone conclusion that Tyron's out at no. this point, as the reports are saying yesterday. No. It still is a we're waiting to see how he responds yesterday and then again today. But that, we'll find out about 3 o'clock today because they'll— You think they'll list him as out on a Friday if he—I mean, they've never done that before. Ever? I don't think—I mean, they ruled Tyron out on Saturday last week. I guess talking about Tyron, they've That's, never ruled before. Yes, no. Well, they, they kind of had to last week. I mean, once he's not on the plane, right. it's going to filter out anyway. That right? was Saturday. Yeah, right, right. But oh, I'm no, I, I think they would, they'll probably rule Dan out. They'll probably rule, maybe they'll rule Jeff and Sean maybe out. Sean, yeah. But Tyron, I would be surprised if he's ruled one way or the other today. I would think they'd want to hold that as tight as they could yeah. all the way up till game time. And yeah. that, like, usually I roll my eyes at that stuff. Like, they know right now that Sean Lee's not going to play. And they'll they'll list him as questionable today. Whatever. I don't think he'll play. I think they know he won't play. Tyron, I legitimately believe that they'll try to hold that open as far as 90 minutes before kickoff. Like, 
he's an all pro. He's a tough guy. He can, he, if there's anybody that can fight through it all the way up until when they have to rule him out, it's probably him. And so. there certainly is a chance that you give him today and tomorrow, and it is a night game on Sunday. Right. You give him that amount of time. Maybe he does start to respond to whatever, you know, battery of treatment they're giving him and feels like maybe by Sunday night he's able to go. Who knows? But I agree with you. I think you kind of wait and see rather than just closing the book on it today. He he is a true wait and see. Like 90% of injuries, you kind of have an idea. But he's, yeah, he's up in the air. All right, so let's run through inactives really quickly. Uh, we've got uh, Dan Bailey, Sean Lee, as you said. You think that they're probably out. I would assume, assume that's accurate. Jeff Heath, I would assume, is accurate. But in the event he wasn't, would Cheeto Bay be the guy that would again be inactive as he was last week? Or do you think at this point they're definitely going to make him active? Um, I think with I wonder because Wickery, Rod Marinelli, and you gotta you gotta keep this stuff in mind too. Rod Marinelli said yesterday that Cheeto's been working at safety because that's where they need the numbers, right? So if Jeff can go, Cheeto hasn't been playing corner all week, and I mean you know he could probably do it, but you've been prepping him to play safety, and so maybe he would be the guy that sits if Jeff can play. That's just a spitball from me but it seems like it would make sense like you know i mean and ben wicker he's obviously been playing corner why would you throw a guy out there who hasn't been practicing at corner and who hasn't played in six weeks you know in a situation like that if jeff can go but i don't think jeff will go so i think xavier woods is your starting safety and cheeto will be more of a safety in this game to help fill that loss okay so then you've got uh chaz green or tyron smith my assumption is that if Tyron is active, Chad's going to probably be the guy that finds himself being inactive, and I would assume that's probably going to be the way that it is the rest of the season. You guys agree? We'll see how Byron Bell plays. But, yeah, probably. I mean, unless you have other injuries where, you know, I think Chaz is like your backup tackle guard on game day. But, yeah, I think for the most part, whoever this third tackle is is going to be inactive. So it looks like he's the third tackle now. Unless it's Tyron Smith, of course. So I would say Tyron or Chaz, like you had it. You guys like the move of Byron Bell being the starter this week if they if reports are accurate? It's hard, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't feel great about it, but I do something. <laughs> yeah, you have to change. I don't. You, you just can't throw that out there again like that. And I think I said earlier in the week that is that as much about the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go finish. Finish one. Chaz probably can't play worse, but that doesn't mean he deserves a chance to prove me right or wrong you yeah. know i mean does does getting Chaz like you said you just can't roll that back out do you think that's also in part because just like we all saw it the players saw it and f from a level of yeah the players just knowing that look you got to step it up or you can't be out there you have to make a move if not for just the right move for your locker room yeah the offense had no no shot they knew it they talked about it you talked about it on the bus going back to their airport i mean they're they're talking about it you know and how they couldn't function on offense at all you have you have to make some kind of change and you think that that's going to be better than him just working on his technique i wonder i hadn't really thought about that but you know during the season our view of the team is so much more restricted. Like at camp, we get to watch practice from like eight feet away. You can hear the things they're saying to each other. You, <laughs> you can some of them pretty vile, right? You, well, I mean, like it's normal at training camp. If somebody's struggling, like you'll hear guys be like, get this bum off the field. Get the yeah. next guy on here. And that's the Jason Witten words. Like yeah. that's not no, the, that's the hardcore the, dudes, well, right? And that's the nice way of saying it. Right, like yeah. I left out some words. But like I want, like I wonder if that's happening at practice here. Like we don't get to see – the real meat of practice and even the parts of practice we do get to see we're 100 200 feet away up in the stands you know so see i get the impression wonder. that does change when you get to the season because when you're in training camp it's a lot of guys a lot of guys are going to get cut almost half the guys out there are not going to be with the team then i, I kind of feel like personally i feel like once you get to that 53 yeah it tightens in a lot more and there's a lot it's almost us against the world so you don't want to berate him too much because you know, he, he still has to and go out there and play for your team on Sundays, right? And, yeah. like, training camp is all well, about – Maybe not. Training camp's all about trying to get better, too, whereas, yeah. like, now, I mean, you're in you're in it, and there's not a whole lot you can do other than just hope for the best. But no. I wonder. Like, I, no. like, if he's struggling that bad in practice, I wonder what those conversations I, are. I think it's, it's pretty evident. I mean, just go back 
that's just the nature. It's not just the Cowboys. It's the nature of the league. I mean, a safety, a corner gets beat on a touchdown. He turns and points to the safety. The safety's pointing at him. I mean, it's not It's not my fault. It wasn't my ass on the line. The receivers are saying, well, I did my job. I ran my route. I mean, they're all, they're all in CYA mode every time. So I think that they're all, if they have a chance to point a finger at somebody else and, or, you know, change this or fix this so I can do my job, yeah, I think they do it. I don't think it matters if there's 90 on the roster or 53. Well, one of the things I've heard all week from different guys, Jason Witten, Travis Frederick, Byron Bell, talking about even Dak Prescott just talking about Chaz Green is that he needs to work on his confidence. And that's the one word I keep hearing from everyone in regards to him. How much of that do you guys believe that it is his confidence and he just needs to improve in that area in order to be able to play better? That sounds good, but... Looked he's, like a, he's getting benched, so that's not going to help the confidence <laughs> any. It's, it's going down. And yes, yesterday, other way, like no, young, yesterday he said he he's like, I'm a pretty confident guy. I know what I can do. I just need to keep going out there and do better. I think that's the first step, right? I mean, if you don't have confidence, then everything else becomes kind of irrelevant, right? So I think that's, yes, that's important. At the end of the day, though, even if you have confidence, if you don't have the skill, if you don't have the technique – you're just going to be a confident guy that keeps getting Well, but sometimes you know? confident can get you in trouble. I mean, that's that's the it can. If you're like, okay, let's for instance in this case, there he is out there like I can get that guy. I I can I can get him. You know, he can line up way out there but no no problem cuz I can still I, I did it in high school. I used to get that, you know. And then all of a sudden the technique is lazy and he tries to get over there and his feet aren't quick enough, then his confidence that he can block anybody or do anything can get you in trouble. It's like no, that guy. Not. It's like that guy at the bar that's confident that he can whip everyone's ass, and he he can't. And then he ends up on the ground, right? Because waking up three minutes later, right? What happened? He was pretty confident though, <laughs> and he let his mouth do the talking. Yeah, but I don't think the confidence in the definitely in the bar case. I don't think the confidence <laughs> in the case of the left tackle is what gets him in trouble in that instance. What got him in trouble is that he didn't have the technique to back it up. Confidence is fine, but if your technique is bad, if your skill is bad then you're still not going to be good. And that's what I – so I don't, I don't think there's ever a problem with having confidence. I, I think the, the problem becomes you just don't have the right technique or the right skill to be able to back up that it's confidence. Like, it's like Ryan Switzer thinking that he can get around the corner on a punt and just takes it wide and goes like eight yards back because he's confident that he can That's a better example. That. That, that's what I mean. Sometimes you, the confidence because you've done it before, but even though it was in high school on a Friday night, and not here with against the, guys that yeah. are like now just doing other so things. So that that's kind of what I mean is that his confidence is that yeah I know what I can do. It's like well you really haven't proven it. I don't know how you can still be confident in a situation like this. I gave up six sacks to one guy. I, I couldn't be confident. But he's got to get that back because even if he has a skill and a technique pre-season. and has no confidence, then I think he's probably doomed to fail. I think if you don't have confidence, I don't think you can be successful. I don't. The next time I think he plays is the preseason. Maybe. And maybe rightfully get so. Get it back then. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's finish out this list of inactives. I think Daniel Ross, Justin March Lillard, and Blake Jarwin are the three you would guess. Mm. Do you think that because of – there are two questions there. Do you think that with uh, the linebacker situation as it is, that maybe Justin March Lillard makes it to the active roster and or Blake Jarwin? Kind of the same thing. You have – Right now, um, Swain, that's listed as question. I mean, not questionable, but he's, he's been limited in practice. Do you think maybe that pushes uh, um, Jarwin up uh, to the active roster? I guess theoretically, um, you know, Jeff could, could be downgraded today, but typically if you're practicing at the start of the week, that's a good sign that you're going to be available. So I assume it'll be Jarwin down. And, yeah, the linebacker problems are – I mean, that's something to consider, but you got Jalen, you got Durant, you got Hitch, you got Wilson, Wilbur. I was going to say, don't forget Wilbur. So, I I mean, that's still only five linebackers, though. I mean, assuming Lee's going to sit. But Do you need more? I They've played with they five. Play with, yeah. And I also, like, where else are you going to get this other inactive from? I mean, mm-hmm. you could maybe sit two defensive linemen. Who are your inactives? Bailey, Lee. Mm, I'm thinking – I'm going to be optimistic. Green, uh, Heath, Ross, March Lillard, and Jarwin. My only other idea, like if you absolutely feel like you have to sit 
I mean, if you absolutely feel like you need March Lillard up, you could sit Lewis Neal, too, if you wanted to. Then you only go in with or, three well, defensive Actually, tackles. Neal... Neil might be the one that sits because, again, going back to that conversation, you want a one technique. Like, how many? I mean, and, and, Daniel, Do you think that was part of the problems last week? I, I mean, there's no. so many problems. It's hard to, <laughs> no, I don't. to point to. You didn't have enough one techniques. Right? I don't. Yeah, let's put it on Lewis Neal. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. He actually was pretty active last no, like, week. Like, and he, like, the opportunities that he got, he was yeah. pretty good, which is why I think it would be weird if they sat him. But you got Richard Ash. And then I know Malik Collins is playing one, but he's not like a true one technique. So Ross, and he has an injury right now. Ross, well, he's yeah, he's played through that for three weeks. But still, but I mean, yeah, Ross could be that guy if you absolutely feel like you need it. I don't think I don't think the lack of yeah. a true one technique as a as a in the grand scheme, maybe that would help. But that I don't think that's why they lost to him. I mean, right if you needed a spot, you can always go with Noah Brown. You know, but I don't like that idea with Dez's knee being what no. it is, though. What is Dez's knee? I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know what it is either. He's been on the injury report I know. more often than he hasn't been the last few weeks. I know. So I mean, and, and, and they're starting to. I mean, Noah Brown is in there a lot. I mean, he's yeah. he's especially around the goal line. He's going to get a touchdown at some point here. Is that going to be your bold prediction? No, I got another. <laughs> he ain't going all that. I got way. another one. He, he really might in a game like this where it yeah. could be kind of high scoring. And, and you kind of need back. some different kind of touchdowns, some different scoring options. No, yeah, I got so. a different – I'm just trying to figure out that other prediction yet. An offensive tackle, Sean Lee, Jeff Heath, Dan Bailey, Justin March-Lillard, Blake Jarwin, Daniel Ross. And a defensive tackle, I'll say. Yeah, I think that's probably – That's where your inactives are probably going to come from. Yeah. All right, um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and take our break a little bit early. We're going to come back. Amber has a game for us. See or no? And we'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. Second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys versus Eagles. We got a, a game of see or no that we're about to play. And then uh, later in the show, we're going to get to some crazy predictions and predictions for the game. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Amber. Okay. You guys ready? Yep. See. Dallas goes back to scoring at least 30 points. See. See. Mm. No! <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go no on this one. I'm gonna go no. I am too. I'm gonna go no. If they win this game, they're gonna have to do it holding Philadelphia down a bit. I don't think they're gonna outscore Philadelphia. Part of my prediction. I can't I can't in good conscience, having watched them score a touchdown against Atlanta, say that they're gonna put up thirty on one of the league's best defenses that 
is awesome at making people one-dimensional. I'm not saying they can't win this game. Right. It 30, won't be about outscoring them. 30 points? I don't think so. Okay, Mike Nugent does not miss any field goal or no. extra points. C. For no other reason than just belief. No. C. <laughs> if he can hit four or five in the driving rain, and he probably feels bad about the one he missed on Sunday. That here's, has nothing here's to what, do with anything. Feeling <laughs> <laughs> bad about your it does. It How? does. How does it? Because he'll serious. be better. Because he'll be better. Here's why I'm going to say no is because, like, the, all those misses last year for extra points, that's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. I was i was hoping that he stayed on a nice run of actually making makeable field goals. As soon as he misses one that's makeable, now I get worried because I wonder if it becomes a mental thing for him as the extra points were he, last year. He's becoming an Iron Man. What do you mean? He has hit the, it's the iron. Twice. <laughs> two so in dumb. a row. <laughs> You're dumb. Out of all that space, there's like two small points that – you probably shouldn't hit. And all, anyway, all those guys yes, that I, practice spend all this time throwing the ball forty yards to try to hit it and hit hit the upright, and that's a cool little game. Yeah, he yeah. does it in the game twice. So I I have to say I'm I'm worried about yeah. where he goes from here. He'll miss that, one. Maybe maybe he gets them back on a roll and he's hitting them all. I hope so. I just know that that was the part I was worried about with him coming in was that last year it seemed like there was a mental issue with him kicking those extra points. And I didn't want him to get into a rut like that here, and I'm, so I'm a little bit worried. One well, miss isn't a rut. Before no, we it's move, not. You're right, but it does worry me a little bit. It should. Dan Bailey's Burry the best bit. kicker in the NFL. Like you, I mean, you shouldn't feel good about it, but yeah. you, you never know. Yeah. What's that? What's that look? <laughs> he is the best. Oh, um, she's oh, got a Dan Bailey poster at her desk. She's a fan. Oh, I thought she was talking about her her show today. Oh, yeah. He is coming in the studio today. Mm -hmm. He's playing Nomas. Okay, before we move on with the other CEO note, this is a question from Twitter talking about Mike Nugent. If he does not have a good, perfect game this time, do you guys expect any changes to happen? Meanwhile, we wait for Dan Bailey to. When you say changes, are they, I assume they're saying go out and get another kicker. Like, if he has, else in there. if he has a miss like he did last week, it'll be something that gets talked about. Maybe even they'll bring some guys in for sure. Like, do they care about hurting his confidence? He's a temporary kicker anyway. Like, he's a rent-a-kicker. Like, if he if he misses from 38 again or if he misses an extra point or even has some ugly-looking extra points, I would. But the problem is everybody that's out there right now probably has the same warts, right? And, oh, no, yeah. Like, you're not going to find Dan Bailey out there, but, what? like, whatever. Like, you're costing me games, and I'm not invested in you anyway. I just got to get rid of you and try to know the guy. That's what happened. Like, we don't – Such a – we don't know about that life, or at least we haven't in recent years because Bailey's been Nick so and I good. know about that life. Exactly. We've so, seen that life. If you don't have a kicker, like it's not unusual for this stuff to happen yeah. multiple times in a season. Yeah. Just, so I would, yeah. Okay. Cowboys hold the Eagles under 150 yards rushing without Lee on the field. Under 150 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're averaging their average in uh, the two games Lee was out against St. Louis and Green Bay was 164. They gave up 160 and 168 in those games. You can say what you want about Todd Gurley. The Packers are not a good running team. They're not. And they ran for 160. The Eagles are a good running team. Like they are they got great backs and a decent line and a quarterback who can keep defenses honest. <laughs> I want to say C. And the reason why I want to say C is because I think that I think that their issues when Lee was off the field, I think were more related to the fact that Jalen had to be on the field. I don't expect Jalen to be on the field as much as he's been on the field in those games. And I So and so because of that. I want to say that I think there are other parts of this defense that are really good, and I think those parts with a, a good veteran linebacker like Justin Durant, I'm not saying great, now he's not Sean Lee, but a good veteran linebacker taking those snaps versus Jalen taking those snaps, I feel a lot better about that. So I think they can play much better than giving up 150 yards rushing. So I'm going to say C on that. Nick? C. <laughs> Nick's just like, see, see, no. I kind of forgot the question. <laughs> they need hit All right. 150 yards. Yeah, 150. Cowboys. Nah, they won't get there. They won't get It'll there. It'll be close. They will not get there. They need, hitch. Yards. they need Hitch to have the game of his life. They do. Okay, Dak will throw over 250 yards. See? See. See? That's easy. Cowboys defense will force at least two thir- turnovers. 
They're going to win. If they're going to win, <laughs> they're going to need They turnovers. will force two turnovers. I'm not sure it'll be the defense getting both. Special teams? Special oh. teams will get one. But, yeah, I see two turnovers. Um, how many two takeaway games? They did it against Washington, and they did it against San Francisco. That did they do it against? Um, what was the third win? Kansas they, they, City. They, they, no, they got one against Kansas City. One thing I do think I remembered seeing, you may have seen the stat. Uh, Wentz has had seven fumbles. I don't know that they were all lost, but seven fumbles. I think this I year. I don't know that off the top of my head. I need to go back and look that up. I want to say I saw that he has seven fumbles this year, which that helps because you and I. I think it was uh, the defensive coordinator uh, Rod Marinelli. I think he said in an interview earlier this week also. He talked about the fact that it's it with facing a quarterback like this, actually you have a better shot of getting the ball out of his hand than you do taking him down because he's so big and strong. And you look at these defensive ends that the Cowboys have, you look at uh, what, what uh, David Irving has been able to do, that's one thing that they seem pretty proficient in is getting to the quarterback. They've gotten some strip sacks this year. Um, so I think that may be a good opportunity for them is if you can get there, mm. you can get the ball out of his hand, that's better than than taking him down. I saw Scandrick do it last year and right in front of us on a sack. Um unbelievable that it didn't And he couldn't he yeah. couldn't get the ball out. And of course, those defensive linemen are stronger than Scandrick. Much bigger, much stronger, yeah. I'll say I'll say C. I don't like Xavier Woods is out there. He's a future Hall of Famer. Uh <laughs> defensive line. Yeah, he gets some pressure. He's getting ready for the hall. Yeah. C. All right. C. Okay, Darren McFadden plays and Comes out of that game with everyone positively talking about him. No. No. <laughs> everyone. No. 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 <laughs> He'll play, though. No, Nick? No? It not He'll everybody. Play. He'll have one rush. He can have 150 yards, and Rod Smith's not going to positively be talking okay, about him. Okay, you know so. what? Um, I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time. He's going to play some. Yeah, he'll make a difference. Well, I mean, make a difference. I don't know. He's gonna play better than he's. I mean, he he'll do some. He'll do some positive things. So. Two carries for two yards instead of one That's for nothing. positive. Yeah. That's improvement. No. No. He'll be fine. <laughs> he'll be the best running back of the three. Of oh, okay. wow. That's okay. a bold prediction. That is a bold prediction of this group. <laughs> That's still <laughs> a bold. This ragtag group of guys they got out there. That still is a bold prediction. They okay. gave him one. They gave, they right. They gave him one, one touch. Last week. They don't like him. Okay. Right. Was, but what you're saying? What you're saying <laughs> is be, assuming that this week they've decided all just, of a sudden they do like him and they're going to give him more opportunities. And he's to just going to run with. I don't see that. He'll be the. You see that? He'll be the best of the three. Okay. All right. That's bold. Why my That's mic get cut? bold. <laughs> you what? What'd you say? Not really. It'd be bold if he was playing with McF- with Zeke out there. But like, who I'm was the even, best? I'm not even arguing with you. Like, okay, if you want to argue that Darren McFadden's the most talented of the three, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like the coaching staff has to put him out there. For right. Us. Right. Last week they decided to put him out there for one play. It was a negative yard, and they're like, okay, Darren, back, back, back. Like, okay, so I just don't see if it. he's out there, has a good run. Do they put him back in? They should. I mean, of course, you say that. Once Alfred Morris finally got it going last week, yeah, like, he didn't get enough carry. So exactly. I, don't, I don't know what they're trying to do over there. <laughs> I don't know what they view as good running backs and good stats and all that. I don't know. I think he'll play fairly well. I mean, they're having to figure it out. That's the, I mean, if you want to be fair about it, they're having to figure this out. They're, they are used to Zeke. For the last year and a half, they throw one guy out there. I'm buying it. And not buying. Like you, you don't think you have to figure out kind of what each guy's role this, is going to be, and it's not as simple as just sitting over their head for ten but, months, but you ten can't weeks. Figure that out in practice. You don't know how the guy's going to run till you get him into live action. You know they don't hit, they don't tackle. Like you don't know what it's going right. to be like until you get them into live action and start seeing how's this guy going to perform in these situations. I think a lot of people in this building believe Rod Smith was going to have a breakout game last week. Guess what? He did not. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you, they right. they have to figure this thing out. Maybe we should be talking less about the rushing attack and talking more about rushing a Dak. You know what I mean? You know what see I'm what talking about? There. Yeah, I see what you did there. I think he's going to lead the team again. Okay. He's going to lead the of team all down the stretch. The crappy jokes. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, of all the <laughs> crappy jokes that Kent's got these drops for over here. You here. don't understand the joy I felt in my heart when I realized that joke was on the table. So that's fine. How long did you sit there with that? 30, 40 seconds. And you were just, just like, I was like, stop time. talking, Derek. Stop talking, Derek. Let me say my joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. 
I'm happy. That's just pitiful. I'm happy about it. That's pitiful. I'm happy about it. All right, next question. All right, this one kind of ties up to what we're talking about. Well, it does tie it up. Eagles run defense give up most rushing yards of all season against the Cowboys. No. Um, You know that number? I don't. No, as as a team. I know they gave up to an individual rusher. Kareem Hunt, I think, has the highest number at 81, I want to say it is. So they're probably over 100 a little bit. They were probably right at 100. I, I bet they'll get they'll flirt with 100 as a team, if I had to guess. Yeah. Oh, God, that's almost double what they're allowing, though. They'll be okay. 80. 80 as a team. I don't know. I, so you don't think they get over 100? They'll get 100 as a team. They'll get 100. That, that's my prediction. Dak will have to get 50 that. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm going to Switzer's going to get 23 on a reverse. <laughs> reverse. And fumble. And then from no. <laughs> uh, Switzer, not Dunbar. Uh, um, fair point. God, that was mean. Is old. Fair point. He's hurt. LD. He's hurt for the Rams. You miss him? Yeah, he's a nice guy. No. You miss him on the field? Not really. All right. Uh, I miss him in the locker room. That's, that's, what, I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, he's <laughs> right. a nice guy. Yeah, he's a right. nice guy. But I don't know if they miss Always him on the field. Always walking around. Man, I'm tired today. Lance, come on. <laughs> Quit telling me you're tired. Stop it. Okay. If the Cowboys lose this game, mm. is their season over? No. I wrote extensively about that last night. I really I don't I don't see this as like a must-have game. And I know it's in the division and I know it's in it it affects your conference record, which is important for wild card purposes, but 5 and 5 with 6 games to play. Three really manageable opponents coming up after this. Yeah, I mean, no, and and two of those are also division games. Let's okay. This is what I wrote last night. You don't have to win this game, but if you don't win it, you absolutely have to win all three of the next ones. You have to beat the Chargers, the Redskins, and the Giants to make up for losing to this. And if you do that, Possible. if you do that, you're eight and five with a three and one record. No, four and one record in the division because that would just leave. The That's e- no, the Eagles. the Eagles at the end. You'd be four and one in the division, eight and five overall. I'm not saying that it gets you into the playoffs, but it puts you in a pretty good spot heading into the final. But at that uh, at that point, though, your four and one record in the division that doesn't really help you. No, not. I mean, you're not going to win the. Di- That's this game is only must win if winning in the division is still a goal of yours. Which for me, I put that to bed. That's not happening. Well, I'll, I'll say this: if they lose this week, I don't. I don't just say they got to win the next week. I think they have to win out in order to get in the playoffs. Because I think at that point, you lose this game, I think tie breaks are, are pretty much done for you. I don't think you're going to win very many tie breaks with the teams that are right there in the mix or above you. And so you're going to have to, I think 10-6 and six is going to be that break point of here's where your tie breaks are going to come into play. So I think you have to be 11-5 and five if you're not going to be in the tie break scenario. And that, I think, means, again, if you lose this week, that means you got to win out in order you're, to get in. You're 10-6 and six with Seattle. I mean, your point is well made, and I, I think I mean, ten and six will get you in. It might. Not. I I think if you lose this week, I don't think ten and six gets you in. But see, here's here's the thing, and like I said, like your logic is there. I've run the simulations on the playoff predictors. Yeah, there's a very good chance you could finish ten and six and not make the playoffs. But yep. there's still almost half the season left. Like you're looking at it, thinking, well, Carolina's not going to lose again. Yeah, the Saints aren't going to lose again. Nobody else is going to get hurt. Like. It, Ten and six might not get you into the playoffs if nothing else happens to twist the season, and the odds that that happens with seven weeks left are slim. But you're also assuming then, if you're saying that, then nothing else happens to the Cowboys too. I right? reckon something's every, already happening. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is everything being that every team's going to have turbulence or whatever. Yeah. And if everybody stays on a similar trajectory or has a little dip up or down, the Cowboys are still in a position where those teams that like right now there are. What, there are six, seven, eight, nine? There are nine teams above the Cowboys right now. You lose this game, you're not getting tie breaks at that point. Like, you're not. You're not getting tie breaks unless you win out. This game doesn't matter to tie breaks. It does when you start looking at the conference record. Yes, it well, does. Well, four and four, yeah. And head-to-head, you've already lost to two of the teams that are in that mix. So, all, But again, again, going back to that point, and obviously you can't predict what gonna hap- what's going to happen. I hear what you're saying, but like Atlanta still has two games against the Saints. Absolutely. They still have a game against the Panthers. Absolutely. The Panthers and Saints still have to play. The Seahawks haven't played the Rams again. Like, There's so much stuff that is yet to happen. My only point is... If you're sitting at five and five, you can't rule this. You like the season's right. Not over. That's all. Right. All I'm saying is, 
you're saying that yes, there will be they will they will lose some games. These teams are not going to win out. Absolutely. But that's also my point is they're not only not going to win out, like a couple of them are probably about to have losing right, streaks. Yeah, I wanna... Let me finish the point. I think what you're missing though is that that's why I'm saying the Cowboys have to win out because if the Cowboys keep winning and losing some games, just like all those other teams are going to win and lose some games, they're going to be right there where they are right now with nine teams ahead of them. My, that's my point. It's too early in the season to say ten and six won't get you into the playoffs. That's really the only point I'm trying to make. I, and I, it's a very real possibility that that happens. But you just can't assume that right now. You just can't. There's too many things again, that have yet to happen. There is no there's no assumption happening. I'm saying just in my opinion, if you don't win out, I think it's gonna be extremely difficult to get but, in based upon oh, the guys that are ahead of you, the teams that are ahead of you right now, I, and knowing that they're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some win and lose some too. I will know? say that like if you don't beat the Eagles, you're out of breathing room. Like you're out, like right. like I said, you have to win the next three. You probably have to beat the Raiders. Like you really, your margin for error goes away if you don't win this game. Can I can I ask a question here? Yeah, it's 2002. This is when they realigned it to eight four team divisions. Thirty five teams have finished ten and six. How many of those do you think have made the playoffs? I would guess thirty three. I would guess twenty three. I know the same. the The Bucks missed the playoffs at ten and six. Thirty. 30. 30 out of 35? 30 out of 35, so 85%. And this is since when? This is 2002 when... The current format, yeah. like the way they do it right now. I mean, that's... I didn't really know what to expect there. I, I thought... I didn't think it would be as high as that. I didn't know. I would be in like 20, 25 or 26 out of it. I know the Bucks. The Bucks missed at 10 and 6 a while back. Um, and the Patriots. The Patriots famously missed 11 at 11 and 5, and 5, which is unbelievable. Yeah. Castle's the quarterback. That's a bad – that's that's the that's, worst kind of season where you yeah. go 11 and 5 and you're sitting at home. The Falcons went 11 and 5 last year, and they were the two seed and yeah. made the Super Bowl. It's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and especially when, after they did that with their backup quarterback. It's it's un, yeah, it's unusual for 10 and 6 to not be good enough to get you into the play, which is what – like. I can't sit here and say it's going to happen, but I'm just not going to be surprised if we see some balancing out. Yeah. Like, I just, we'll, we'll see. I agree yeah. with Dave on that one. And, you know, if you do go 10 and 6, after, say you lose the Eagles and you go 10 and 6, you, you need Oakland or San Diego to be that loss for sure. Yeah. You can't lose, you definitely can't lose any more NFC games. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I, I think, I don't know. This is, this is, to me, this is as dire but, a game as you've had this season so far. So yeah, and that's how it goes. As you move along, right? I, the Chargers game is that game for me. Like this, I, it's an AFC game. You can afford it's, to it's, lose that. It doesn't. But you do need home. to get the wins, though. You don't have any tie. I, I guess I get, get that. But, but if day, you have yeah. to choose between Eagles and 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 Chargers, Eagles is way more important than Chargers. Yeah, but you're not going to win the Eagles game. So so I, you're already basically. That's the point here is that yeah. you've already conceded you're not winning this weekend. I I mean anything is possible, but how can how could I pick the Cowboys to win this game based on what we know right now? Other than hope. Like really, it's like all, yeah, it's hope. Present me with the logical argument why it makes sense, yeah. and I'll go along with you. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. All right. So, what was it? C or no? No, I'm just no. <laughs> just kidding. No, this is not a must-win game. <laughs> yes, C. All right, Cowboys O line does not give up more than two sacks if Tyrant is not playing. <laughs> if he's not playing, Tyrant. Not playing. If he's not playing, they they don't or they do give up two or more. Don't give up more than two. No. You know, I will say this. Like, it's so, like, you want to be like, oh, no, they're going to get killed. But, like, it's NFL football. Like, they all game, they have game planned a way around this, and they'll play better. Like, I would be stunned if you see another eight-sack day. But Yes, I agree with that. I think. (laughs) But two? I'm thinking three, four. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, I don't think it's under two. If Tyron plays, it's big donut, though. You zero. think so? Zero? I still think yes. Fletcher I mean, if Cox or somebody like getting through and they'll get probably one. Probably one. They'll get a couple. I mean, I think no matter if your if your offensive line was at full strength without Zeke, I think you still give up a couple sacks. Probably. Yeah. Okay. This is oh, this without not any fun. <laughs> 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 All right. Cowboys wide receivers do not drop any major what do you call Ball. them major? <laughs> like important players. They're all every important. single one of them is critical at this point, isn't it? It really is a mate. Like no, not necessarily. I mean, yes, they are. But first down slant in the first quarter. Is, 
would would have been seven yards. That's not a huge. If you're already down by fourteen. No, okay, but I'm just saying early. (laughs) Changes right. I'm just saying early in the game though. No, there's a difference between like game changing drops. Since I got you, I started covering football though. Like I've really, you know, Garrett talks about this all the time. Nick does it too. Like it's so true though. Like. You're just watching as a fan, and I'm not saying fans aren't capable of seeing this, but yep. you're just watching, drinking a beer, talking to your friends. There's like 60 or 70 plays, you know, like they don't all seem that important, you know. But then, like, when you break it down, when you're watching the game and looking at the box score, you're like, you get nine possessions a game. Yep. Some of them only last like three or four plays. Like, a drop in the first, it's huge. Like, maybe it's at the 35. Maybe that's the difference between pinning them on their one at the punt or giving them the ball on the 35. Or maybe it's the difference between points and not. Like, any drop in a pro football game is a big deal. But it is the reason why I love that article that Nick does, the five plays that you missed. Right. Because there are plays like that that nobody sure. thinks about that matter so much in the game. But they're because they're not at the big moment. People forget, and, and I get a lot of help from fans. Like on Twitter, every time somebody drops a pass or there's a turnover or penalty or something, five plays, put that in, put that in your article. And what I think fans forget sometimes is, yeah, a key drop over the middle that would have been a touchdown. Like I'll put that in, and then they don't realize that they just marched all you know ten plays in a row, finished the drive, still scored, nothing really changed. It's it doesn't it didn't affect it like you think it did. So, but sometimes, okay, so to answer the question, will there be a drop? No drops. No drops. Game changing. Game changing drop. No drops this week because the passing game is going to have to have it. Yeah, I don't don't see any game. Going to be clicking. You see Dez going off this week? Did y'all watch Antonio Brown last night? Yeah. Oh, my God. 10 for 144. Did you see his catch? He had like a Dez catch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had him in both fantasy leagues. That's why you care. You're such a loser. I do. You can't just appreciate beautiful thing football for the sake hey, of it. Hey, you can do both. <laughs> you can you, do both. If you were playing against Antonio Brown, you I had a game like that, you could be like, TV. you see Antonio Brown? <laughs> no, I would have thrown something like, at my see TV. See that crap? And as soon as somebody brought it up, I would have probably punched him. So, <laughs> Unless you had him on your fantasy. Y- yeah. Dez is? Yes, I do have him on my fantasy. And that's oh, you I'm have forget. him? Yes, yeah. Okay. On both teams, yeah. So, it's a good night. What were you going to say? If Dez is going to, this would be a nice night for him to remind everybody that he's pretty good. That's my point. Like, we haven't seen, when's the last time we saw that kind of game from Dez where it's just like. Not this year. Man, he's just killing, like, play after play, you know. Green Bay. Be nice. Yeah. Use it. Yep. Yeah. He does play well against the Eagles traditionally, doesn't he? Isn't that one of the teams he usually has I mean, pretty good weeks ago? I mean, Nolan Carroll was there. Bradley, no, Bradley <laughs> Fletcher. Where are you? Bradley Fletcher, come back. That makes sense. Nolan it all makes sense now. Yeah, I'd forgotten about him. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, let's get some questions. 214-872-2102 is our number. Again, it is 214-872-2102. And you can also hit us on Twitter at Cowboys Break. This is The Break. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. 
That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco, Texas. Let's talk some uh, football. Nick, what do you have for us? I'm not to rival these uh, advertisers or any, but, you know, Stetson just said, what's up top is where it counts. I bet you Tommy John would disagree. Mm. What's down low is where it counts. Down low. Tommy John is where you need to, is actually, Tommy John is what you need to have down low when uh, put it on your end zone. Mm. Underwear that's guaranteed to never ride up. Trust me, I wear it. It's nothing like you've ever worn before. Plus, it's backed by. It's What's best, it backed by? The best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Oh, wow. How about that? Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. For how much off your first order? 20%. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. For what it's worth, if you don't need underwear, they make other stuff. I am actually currently wearing a Tommy John t shirt. You are. It's, it's comfy AF. I am wearing. They got crew neck. They got V neck. What does comfy Air Force really? <laughs> what does that mean? You know. Okay. All right. So I am listen. wearing Tommy John t-shirt and Tommy comfy underwear. Atlanta Falcons. Like the full, were the last full armor is how I call it today. Like that's when you. Is that feel really good, what you call like it? Full armor. Yeah. Full that's armor. Douchiest thing I've heard in a while. What? Anyway. What? Huh? Sorry. Cool. All right, thank you, Nick, for that read. Appreciate you. Man, you don't know questions. how much I'm holding back, but let's keep Great. going. Never hold back, Amber. <laughs> no, yeah. Always go all in. Great. Something I live by. Get HR and <laughs> calling me into their office. No, thanks. <laughs> all right. Let's get some... Uh, uh, what? what are you doing, Nick? I was just pointing. There's Witten. Oh, there's Witten. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let's get some questions. The number is 214-872-2102. We got a call from Joe in Maryland. Joe, what up? How's it going, guys? Uh, first, just wanted to say uh, thank you for educating us on sometime annoying fans, especially I'm one of them on Twitter. Um, I My question was, um, Des Bryant, so if he continues down this road, uh, what do you guys think we could possibly get for him if, say, the Cowboys were to trade him? Do you think we could get as low as a third or fourth? Or, and my second uh, thing I wanted to say is, it's more of a statement. Um, for everyone calling in, asking about Dak Prescott, I think they should be thankful that we landed this special kid. And when, as long as we have number four suiting up on Sunday, I will never count this team out. I don't care if we're playing the New England Patriots uh, 16 games. Thank you, guys. I'll listen. All right. Thanks, thanks. for the call. He's absolutely right about that with the quarterback. If you got a quarterback in this league, you got a shot every single week. If you don't, then you don't. So Fair. Be be happy that you have a quarterback. Yeah, and I think, you know, we, we we talked about it after the game, and I know Jason Garrett actually agreed with it, but but it's games like, you know, Bill Parcells used to say it all the time, games like that Bronco one back in week two where, you know, even though it, the score was it was ugly, it was an ugly game from start to finish, though, but he showed his team, he showed his coaches, he showed his fan base, you know, kind of that he's not giving up. I mean, he, he's not going to stop. Um, you know, the question the other day to Garrett, why why was he still in the game? You know, and he said it's a 60-minute game. I mean, Dak Prescott is still going to play. I mean, in fact, I, I remember looking at him, wondering if he was going in. It was like 40 seconds to go in the game, and he's like clapping his hands. Like, I got two more throws. Let's in go, it. guys. Yeah. He's like, you were, Nick was like, why is he clapping right now? No, not not in a bad way. <laughs> but um, I, no, no, I think no. I even said it that way. I, I was actually surprised. But that's that's what he is. He's going to keep going. And, and he said fine. it in his press conference. You know, he doesn't necessarily pay attention to what the score is at, at the moment. Like every play is a brand new play. And you're just trying to keep your focus and scoring and keep going. Competing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Dog, I, he put the team on his back. He actually, I said that earlier this week. First of all, it's one of the best videos ever. Thank you, Kent. What video was it? It's the Greg Jennings Madden video. If you've seen it, if you haven't seen it, I'll show it. That was Ray Lewis talking, though, right? No, that was a dude playing Madden on his TV. I'll show it to you. I can't believe you've never seen it. It's hilarious. Okay. Um, 
He had like I love Dak. He's great. He's a competitor. He's playing awesome. He has not, I think, really had a game where he truly put the team on his back. And I mean, most of that's because Ezekiel Elliott's been there beside him for the vast majority of his career. I mean, even you can think back to the playoff game. You can think back to the Steelers game. In all those instances, he still had Zeke carrying a huge proportion of that workload. And I think if they're going to beat the Eagles, it's going to be because he puts the team on his back and literally runs for 50 yards and a touchdown and throws for another 300 or something like he's I think this will have to be the best game of his career if they're gonna you think he's capable at this point where he is in his development yes I mean I said yesterday he's he's not fully developed as a polished passer who can manipulate defenses but between his athleticism his strength and his accuracy his good decision making all that stuff he's capable of doing that even if he's not a finished product as a pure passer do you think they need to change up the offense a bit and what I mean by that do a lot more of the zone reads and stuff like that that can really u- utilize those skills that you just talked about. Is that changing? Or is up, it ha- is that changing up the offense? I mean, that stuff's there. No, no, no. What I mean by that is changing up the amount of times that they'll use it. Like in a game, they may use zone read once or twice. Like is, this is not a, a regular part of their offense. Do you think that maybe in a game like this? That is a, a game that's important. I know you, you say it's not a it's not a game, but it's a very important. No, but this one is a very important game. But in a game like that, do you think that, especially when you got so many different parts, do you think that maybe it's time to to kind of change the proportion with which you do certain things, to to maybe use utilize him a little more in the things that he does really well that are unique skills for him? If anything needs, well, whatever you need to change to fix your protection that's first and so if Tyron's that not could playing, help right if Tyron's not playing then I imagine the offense will look different to help account for that like we talked about yesterday more tight ends I would run some more play action a lot like what we talked about the Eagles do with Wentz like get him on the move at the outset of the play especially if Tyron's not playing take protection out of it and just have him moving away from the faults in the protection to begin with uh you know some of that stuff we've it's it's not new stuff it's not like it's not there right right. the waggles and the boots and the tight end actions and the you know get a guy moving underneath to kind of like an easy outlet and things like that so it none of it's new stuff that we haven't seen before but it's stuff that maybe you haven't seen as much of this season that i think they could go back to to help him out for sure um do you have anything you about to say something well not i mean one thing i think they can do to help him and is Get the ball. You don't have to wait until you know it's right before the half, or you're down by three touchdowns to get Jason Witten involved. I mean, I think that's the easiest throw there is. I, I think it's one that's all, always there, and and it moves the chains. I mean, it, it may not be the most exciting play in football, but it definitely moves. You know, anything that flips it over to one for that chain guy over there, that's good play. Let's let's keep it rolling. And I think that they need to do that more, uh, and that'll be part of my crazy prediction this week i just i feel guilty because we didn't actually answer the caller's real question this des is i like he hasn't been having a great season he's getting older i get all that the odds of dealing a contract like that are slim and not like i don't think i think you could get a third round pick for des if it didn't in, if it didn't entail taking on that contract but it does but even with even with all that's being said that people are saying about des I still am not ready to see this team without this. No, problems. I had a long conversation about this because I, I, I listed – somebody asked me for my biggest draft needs, and I said receiver was somewhere around number five. And they said, you know, I think it's more like number one. And I was like, I get what you're saying. The receivers have been underwhelming. But if everything else is working the way it's supposed to, if your defense is better, you can win with these mm-hmm. receivers. You have. Like, this was the same crew that exactly. went 13-3. and three. no you're probably missing like a dynamic playmaker. Dez doesn't look like the guy he used to be, but if Ezekiel Elliott's here and the defense is good and all that stuff's working the way it's supposed to, I don't think you need that. And I don't think they want to play that way in the, in the first place. Um, So I do view wide receiver as something they need to think about. I don't think it's something that immediately needs to happen. Like people are suggesting trading or cutting or restructuring Dez. I'd be legitimately surprised to see any of that type of stuff happen in 2018. Right. I think those are conversations you start having in 2019 and beyond. Him and Terrence both, I think it's easier to get away from those deals after the 2018 season if you still like still feel like you want to. But I wouldn't I don't think you need to do anything drastic with any of those guys immediately. Yeah. And I don't think they will. And and also you have to remember too is whenever who whoever writes and though somebody will put it out there and, and they'll put the figure of how much the Cowboys will save if they cut him, 
I think it's around eight million, maybe. Um, and then it could be twelve million if you did it after June first. Just remember this: that you have to factor in what do they do. Like they right. got to get some. Got to go get somebody in. fill that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it won't be. They won't save that much because they're going to have to go in free agency and get some guy that's probably underperforming. Then you have to go and you spend a high draft pick on it as well. So and that's you have to. It, he ha, he has to be replaced. If you're going to take him off the books, fine. But you better put somebody, one or two guys on there. And the it conversation. Is well, the conversation I had, and this was somebody who knows what he's talking about that I was having this conversation with. And he was like, I was like, well, what do you do if you get rid of him? Well, go draft his replacement. I'm like, if you're like, wouldn't you rather spend the, you know, a first or second round draft pick on the position that really needs it, like safety or linebacker or wh- wherever you want to spend it? you're creating a problem for yourself that you don't have to answer right now by taking Dez off this team. Like, sure, okay, he has not been as good as what we remember when he signed that extension, but he's still a perfectly good functioning top option at wide receiver, and this, you're creating a problem that you don't have by trying to take him off the team. And I for think. those who say you want to just go out and just draft that receiver, the prob- the likelihood of a receiver coming in as a rookie and being placed in the number one position and being successful in the first year, first two years, is probably relatively and, low. And then that's another year of you not addressing your exactly real right. problems, which exactly fans right. have been complaining about forever. Was, so never, you're not going to get any relief where's from the our problem safety? receiver where's if you our, think that's a yeah, problem, yeah. on top of the fact you're not addressing the other needs. Des has a, would have a chance if he went somewhere else. He'd have a chance to have a Randy Moss-like effect for another team because yes, what's going to so. happen is is that, he, okay, he's not performing like a number one guy that he's getting paid. So then let's say he gets a new contract, goes to another team, gets paid like a number two. He won't be performing like a number two, though. He'll be performing. You put, pair him up with someone else with a great quarterback, he'll be performing you know, unbelievably, and then you're like, dang, why'd you let him go? So it's one of those things. He's not a bad player at all. He's have he probably has a bad contract for what he's doing. And wide receiver is a spot that troubles me in the long term, but 2017 and 2018, it's not something that I think you need to spend drastically. Not the way you play. Like that's not that's not the way they want to play is having receivers that are going to every week be putting up huge numbers. It's just not what they do. All right, let's go ahead and get into our our final part here. Let's uh, find out what our predictions are for this game. We're going to start with you, Amber. Give me your prediction for the game. I think that everything really points to the Eagles winning this game, but I woke up feeling pretty positive and just in a good mood. So I'm going to go. Um, you know, you never know how – well, the NFL is very unpredictable. And when you think you are supposed to win a game, you don't. So that I think that could happen this weekend. The Cowboys could win this game 23-21. I read a quote this morning. Diamonds are created under pressure. I think Dak will be a diamond this weekend. Uh, He's going to have a great game. What a line. Uh, there we go. That's it. That's all I had to say. Oh, sounds like a – never mind. Go ahead. Dave. I, I agree with Amber in the sense that I think, I think Dak is going to do his best Superman impression on Sunday. He has to. I mean, the Eagles secondary isn't good. Their run defense is. So not only can he take advantage of the run defense in the misdirection sense and the scrambling sense – but also just throwing. Like, I think he's going to have his first 300-yard game of the season. Again, more because he has to. Um, but I just I – don't, I, don't I don't think it's enough. I, I, mean, I mean, we don't know if Tyron's going to play. We know Sean Lee's probably not going to play. I think the world of Xavier Woods, but that, you know, you got a rookie in your secondary as well. Um, you're missing your Pro Bowl kicker. And this is, this is probably the most complete team in the league or has been at least to this point in the year. Um, I think they're going to have a hard time running the ball, which is a, not a recipe for success that we've seen. I think they're going to have a hard time stopping the run without Lee, which, again, is a recipe for disaster. Um, so I, it'll be close. Like, it's a division game. The Cowboys are a good team, but I think they're just fighting against too much stuff right now. I'm thinking 28-24 Eagles. Something like that. 31-30 Eagles. Witten has 10 catches. Damn. Hmm. Go. How many how many catches does he have by the time you get to the final two drives of the game? I don't care. 10. <laughs> He's going to have 10 catches. All right. Um, I actually think this is one of those weeks. I agree with you, Amber. I think things happen in the NFL that you don't expect. Um, and I think that's this is the right recipe. However, I just I have a hard time at this point seeing anything that I can look at and say, yeah, that's how they can win this game. 
And it's mainly because of the guys that they have missing. I think if both these teams are at full strength, you even give Philly back the guys that they've lost. Both these teams are at full strength. I still think the Cowboys are the better team. I think with the injuries the Cowboys have specifically right now and the suspension that they have, I think it takes away too much of their, the best of what they do. I think it's the best of what they do defensively. It's the best of what they do offensively, both on the line and the guy in the backfield. So I just don't see a scenario of how they do it. Doesn't mean, that doesn't mean I won't be surprised if they figure out a way to do it and we're all back here Monday like, that's the NFL, right? But right now I just I have a hard time finding it. So I think the Eagles end up winning 26-24. A close game. I think the Cowboys give it a very valiant effort. And I think they actually jump out to a lead because I think the Eagles have been sitting around for two weeks letting everybody pat them on the back and see how great they are. And they watched the whole division lose last week and they're feeling pretty good about themselves. And typically that can take a team out and make them be a little flat. Uh, but at the end of the day, I still think they got more firepower than the Cowboys have right now. If the Cowboys find a way to win this game, I will quote, tweet, and retweet all of the mean stuff y'all want to throw at me for picking it wrong. <laughs> like I, that, that's fine. Like, well, that's the hard I part about picking. Like, you got you got to pick based upon what no, you right. see. And that's like, and I want them to prove it to me that they can do it without these guys. People take it personally. I feel like when I pick against the Cowboys, like I'm just doing my best to tell you what I think is going to happen with the information that I have. So okay. it's nothing personal, right? All right, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back Monday. We'll tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. And uh, till then, for Nick Eaton, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Under former Cowboys assistant coach Gene Stallings. 